Welcome to the Phoenix Nest, the podcast where bad bitches read romance. I'm Jess. And I'm Kat. And today we'll be discussing Bad Blood by L.A. Banks. But before we get into the book, we'd like to remind you to rate and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and follow us on social media. You can find us at the PHX Nest Pod on Instagram and PHX Pod on Twitter. You can also email us at thephoenixnestpod at gmail.com. The links to our social media can be found in the description along with the link to our Goodreads and the link to our favorite independent bookstore mostly books cat's mad at me i'm gonna i'm gonna follow up with that uh for the first time in podcast history um our podcast history i should say i didn't finish the book um do i feel bad yes did i want to finish it i tried cat says i didn't but i promise i did i just feel that if you get through flowers in the attic you can get through it I got read far worse than this. This was not good. No, but we've read much worse. I got through Flowers in the Attic because there was an audiobook. There was not an audiobook for this. I looked everywhere. Sometimes you just gotta read, man. I looked for. I looked through the Oceanside California Library System because I have my mom's login info. I looked through Pima Counties. I looked on Audible. I don't even like Audible. I looked on Scribd. If you could get an audiobook anywhere online, I looked for it. And I was like, can I please just have someone else read this to me? Because I can't get through it. Um, I tried this morning. I sat down. Like, I set this down last weekend and was like, I can't. And I had the busiest week of my life. And I thought, okay, maybe it's just because I had a busy week. I tried to pick it back up. No. I even tried to skim it. To be fair, it's, it's a very difficult read. For a lot of reasons that we'll get into. So, like, I get that. I do. Um, it's just... It's such a weird book. You're going to have to tell me about most of it. Because yeah, when we I were... I know. That's why I'm mad at you. <laughs> it's like Which... a group project and I did all the work. <laughs> I apologize. I'm so sorry. I promise from here on out, I will finish all of the books the rest of this year. <laughs> I, I promise you I will. Okay. So, I'll read the blurb. The blurb is, like, nothing, though. Um, this is also part of a series. It's the Crimson Moon series, and it's supposed to be, like, this author specializes in writing vampire, werewolf, or vampire huntress legends. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. And Hang on, I'm gonna go, you read the synopsis, I'm gonna go around my, yeah, read the synopsis, I'm gonna grab my homework, because I did do homework for okay, this author. So at least we've got we okay. have that. Also, lean into your mic sub because it's still popping Uh-oh. up over here. That's not fun. All right, so here's our blurb. Sasha Trudeau knows all about working beneath the shadows, back alley deals, and things that go bump in the night. She also knows that the world is unaware of the existence of the paranormal and that the government would like to keep it that way. As a highly trained special ops soldier, Sasha and her team are an elite group of individuals who are survivors of werewolf attacks now trained to be loyal to only each other and their government. But when she returns from a solo mission, she finds that her team has mysteriously gone missing. Shocking government conspiracies, double-dealing vampires, and a host of stunning revelations about who and what she really is are only just the beginning. Um, this is also the only book we've ever read where the introductory page has, like, a footnote that says that, like, everything in this, like, likenesses to people and stuff is a work of fiction isn't that weird well yeah it's just 
It's bizarre. We're, we'll start with your homework. It's just, there's a lot. Okay. I did homework. At least I did that. Yes. Um, so, this is written by L.A. Banks, like I said. Her birth name is Leslie Isdale Banks. She's an American author. She's written under the pen name L.A. Banks, among others, because she's got, like, a list of other pen names. Right, yeah. Um, she's got 25 novels under L.A. Banks, the pen name. She's got two dozen under the other pen names. Over a dozen novellas also under her other pen names. She passed away in 2011 at the age of 51 years old of adrenal cancer. Um, Bad Blood released in 2008. It's the first in the new series because she's best known for the Vampire Huntress series, which for a long time I had on my shelves and then realized Mm -hmm. I would never read them and I got rid of them. And now I'm kind of glad I did. Um, There was a brief moment in time where I felt terrible and I told Kat that I couldn't finish the book. And then I felt bad when I found out she died. (laughs) But that didn't make me want to finish it. (laughs) It didn't do anything for me. It's just a really rough read like we've talked already about how hard it is to find any book that has a lot of military stuff in it yeah um and this is basically all military stuff and it's not that we're like anti-military or anything like that no because we all have it's that it's hard to for some people to understand the romantic aspect of that and it's a lot of jargon that you don't know unless you're in military life yeah so it's a lot of like extra explanation or it's a lot of like glazing over it and this was like a weird combination of both yeah i noticed the the, in the in the pages that i did read um i noticed that and it was really difficult to get through them i we have friends who are military we have friends who are ex-military my dad was ex-military i was married to a man in the air force like we have we have the knowledge we're not like super ignorant it's just Beyond knowing what the people we personally know do, we don't go much further because no, we don't need to. We don't. We don't need to. Like, if we had friends that did other jobs, then of course we would know, or like loved ones or whatever. Could I tell you what BAH is and BAS is? Could I tell you what a TDY or a TMO are? Yes, I can because I live that life, which I think is pretty normal. But like the weird jargon that we got in this was just ugh, all over the place. And it was, you either got a really good explanation that was something that didn't need that really good explanation, or you didn't get one at all, and you did need one. Right. And it was really strange. It was jarring. There were parts of this book that read really easy, but then there were parts of this book that didn't. And I think the problem was that it was two very detailed worlds Mm -hmm. that were created that obviously were meant to clash, which is fine. Yeah. But because there was so much in both of them with very little background... Because part of it was, like, mysterious or whatever. Um, it was just very difficult to get through. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell me about the first 100 pages or whatever you read, and then I'll fill in <laughs> the, the last, like, 200 and something. Okay. Um, okay. I actually would like to state that I got to chapter 6, so that was, like, 120 pages. Sure. 122 pages. Okay. Okay. Um, So this is following a group of werewolves um, that work for the government. They're like government experiments. Uh, We have Sasha. She is the only female in her quote unquote pack. Mm -hmm. And then we have Rod, who is their alpha. We have Fisher. 
and woods. They're also betas. Yes. And we meet them because Sasha needs help putting together her Ikea furniture. Which was very... Bizarre. Not just bizarre, because, like, okay, Ikea furniture is kind of difficult. Um, It was, like, a disarming first chapter. Yeah. Where it kind of tricked you. And you're like, oh, relatable. Pizza and beer. Ikea furniture. Let's do this. Men being stupid. Like... Roughhousing. Roughhousing. Like, you know, normal shit. Yeah. Okay. But then we find out that these are government experiment werewolves. um, And the lore doesn't make any goddamn sense. That's another reason why I had a hard time with this one. But we'll get into that later. Um, We kind of see a moment where Rod, the alpha, goes a little crazy. Yes. He gets really aggressive and he kind of blames it on the fact that the full moon just happened or is coming up. Um, But they all take medication. And it's supposed to keep the wolf at bay. At least that's what they've been told. Right. And as we go through, we find out that that's not the case. Um, There are things called demon-infected. So you can either be a demon-infected werewolf or a demon-infected vampire. And when you're demon-infected, you're you're crazy, essentially. And It makes you crave human flesh as opposed to being satiated with with just whatever. Yeah, animals. Animals or... Yeah, um, which I found out later, like yeah. in the chapter I, I skimmed through today yeah. at the end. But um, so Rod goes on a trip with Woods and Fisher and a couple other humans that don't know anything about these wolves. No, they do. They're um, part of the specialized group that's assigned to them. Okay, there so you go. there's like a normal group that goes with them that yeah. always has their back. So they're like aware. Yeah. But they're they're not infected with the... The, it's the, not a virus. It's DNA. So I can't say they're it's not. You that's an infection thing. They haven't been infected with lycanthropy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the lore was dumb. But uh, so Rod loses his mind. Uh, the medication stops working, and he he turns into a demon infected wolf. And the demon infected werewolves are like the big werewolves that you would see in like Van Helsing. Like they're the big scary, like gonna fucking eat you. Yeah. Whereas the normal wolves are just like they look like wolves. Right. Which I was like, okay, sure, go for it. Um, while that's happening, Sasha is in Korea. She's in North Korea. And she's getting information from a vampire. Yes. And then she's supposed to lay low. She meets a guy named Shogun because, of course, his name is Shogun. They're in Korea. Why not be a little bit racist while we're there? Um, then when she comes back stateside after her little adventure out there blowing up a truck with a demon-infected werewolf and not being quiet like she was supposed to. Right, because, so, governments want to get their hands on the demon DNA, the de- demonized DNA. But they don't know that it's demonized, because they don't realize that there they are other kind of wolves. that it's just, like, some wolves turn, like, they go bad and they turn. And if they get a turned wolf, they want to use the DNA from the turned wolf and try to control it to create super soldiers. Yes. That's like the whole like black market underground trading. So that's why anyone is helping capture them and stuff. And they're supposed to be researching how to End eliminate it? them. Yeah. Or protect people, like inoculate people. So even if they were like scratched by a regular wolf or whatever, it wouldn't have the same transference. Yes. It's. That's like a separate, that's like a weird separate issue. Yeah. That, but it's like also the epicenter. 
Kind of a lot of the problems. Yeah. Okay. Like all of the problems. Okay, keep going. So then Sasha comes home and she doesn't realize that Rod, Wood, and Fisher are still gone. She she realizes they're still gone, but she was wondering if they should have been home by now. She does not know that Rod has gone off the rails and that Woods and Fisher are like on their own. Right. Um, they're on the run. There's also a guy named Doc. Um, Doc adopted Sasha out of the foster care system when she was like six. And raised her as his own because her parents died. Um, he is also part of this government experiment. And he knows about the demon infected, but he never said anything about it. Yes. So he goes on the run when he realizes that Woods and Fisher are alive, but Rod is not. Quote unquote not. Because we find out later he is alive. Yes. He comes back stateside and attacks just everything in the neighborhood. The cats, the dogs, the deer, women. And eats them in his apartment. And it's a, a horror show in his apartment. Um, but when Sasha comes back, she goes to her favorite bar. And at the bar, she smells this scent. And it's very alluring to her. And she follows it outside to where the dumpsters are. And she can't see the person, but they're right there. She knows they're there. And it turns out it's this guy named Max Hunter. And he's what's called a shadow wolf. And this is another moment where L.A. Banks got to be racist. And said some really not great things about him as a Native American man. The way he was described. And it was disgusting. Um, And... Then we find out that Sasha and Hunter fall in love because apparently they're mates and they make out in a diner, like in a gross way. <laughs> I got that far. And then I was like, this is disgusting. They're in public. Please stop. At least like the, the scenting your mate thing is a pretty normal part of of werewolf lore. Yeah. But it's not normal because he totally knows, but she is like... This guy's kind of hot now, but like, what? But she doesn't understand, and he realized like she has no idea that I'm her mate. No, but he understands, and then it it just goes from there. Okay, anything else that you remember from your first your the first half of this book? Um, there are trackers on everything. They're sewn into the wolves' clothing. They're in their cars. They're on their cell phones, and for. A species that has superhuman hearing, she doesn't hear the trackers unless Hunter points them out. Right. Which I found obnoxious. Also, we have another character named Sasha and another character named Hunter. Yeah, I don't know how we didn't realize that before we started reading these books. Um, but it I happened. was super annoyed in the first two chapters <laughs> yeah. when I was like, wait, are you fucking kidding? Like, seriously? <laughs> seriously? Okay, so let's um, pick up. Hang on a moment. If you hear tissue paper. Oh, God. Um, I forgot to clean up after my uh, birthday kit gift from Cat's sister, and Oliver is now awake. He's super stoked. He fucking loves tissue paper it's and birthday time. packaging. Just sorry. So anyways, Cat, go ahead. Tell us about okay, the fucking so I'll nonsense. Pick up where, or I'll try to pick up where you left off. So the first thing is that... So Sasha kills Rod. She goes to all of her packs apartments to check on them to make sure they haven't been there in a while. And she can tell by the said that they haven't been home yet. And then she gets to, to Rod's house. And like Jess said, it's like full of dead. Like literal it's dead. Not just like random like birds and stuff. Like, there are people's body parts all over the place. She There's sees it like everywhere. She sees a foot 
at one point there's and he knows it's a female leg or something yeah, behind the couch. There's like entrails all over the place. The it's kitchen is trashed. Disgusting. And she sees that his medicine is just all over the place and he hasn't taken it. And so he comes out and is like, I'm fine now. Like you just have to embrace the turn and you'll be fine. But you know, it's hard to come back unless you have human flesh. And she's like trying to talk to him and he starts to get real weird. And so she her training takes over and she Fills them with bullets. And at that point, she also realizes that um, Hunter is near or with her or whatever. And then that's where they get to the whole tracker situation of it being in her clothes and in her car. Like, he's like, it's in the heel of your boot. It's in the collar of your jacket. It's in the waistband of your jeans. It's in your car somewhere. It's on your phone. so, So then she has to, like, legitimately go on the run and then make up this whole story. So... She kills Rod. She gets out of there. She knows she's being followed and watched. And then she ends up sleeping with Hunter and can't understand why she's so compelled to do this. And that's supposed to be like the mating bond type situation. And in that moment, she ends up um, marking him. And he knows that she doesn't understand that. But she does it. I hate everything about this. (laughs) And as they're having sex or like about to have sex, um, he refers to something called shadow dancing. Did you get to that part? No, but... Okay, so they're in a hotel room, and they're on the ground because they're so strong they can't be in a bed. What the fuck? And, yeah, it's like this whole thing. And he refers to, to shadow dancing and that he's never been able to shadow dance or mirror, which are like two separate but kind of the same things, with another female. Okay. And... That means that literally because they have shadow wolf DNA, their shadows can interact with each other and they can feel it as though it is like a a visceral thing. Okay. So he like goes through the whole like watch your shadow, whatever. So it just gets more complicated after this. He takes her to the territory that his tribe occupies. The tribe is shadow wolves. Yes. And so they have shadow wolf DNA. And what that means is that it allows them to in like their spirit form hide within shadows and travel through shadows so they can be in the shadows of like trees or buildings or cars and they can use all of the like benefits of that so the example when he got her to do a shadow run was like he was like watch we can jump into the shadow of a moving car and go as fast as a car and you come out like unharmed but then he also has to explain, like, he's wearing this amulet, and it's amber and silver, which I don't understand why he can wear silver. Because, because he's, he's a shadow a, wolf. He's a wolf. I read the Wikipedia. Okay. I did read that. And he can wear the silver and the amber because it doesn't affect him because he is a shadow wolf. He's also a shaman. Because, because of course he is. a shaman, and he's, like, a big deal. So, okay. So he takes her to the territory. Um, One of what used to be his friends challenges him. One of the females kind of challenges her, and she almost kills the the female wolf because she doesn't know how to like really like shift and like control herself. Okay. But while they're there, Doc is there because Doc knows the grandfather who's a shaman. Okay, I got to the so, part where he knew he was on his on the run. He was going somewhere. Yeah, and so they finally get the explanation. Very long and drawn out. So the explanation (laughs) is that there are two kinds of wolves. There's the demon-turned wolves, and then there's shifter wolves, 
that are like werewolves and it's hard to control them around the full moon and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so Hunter's parents were shadow wolves and his grandfather was a shaman and his grandmother was a seer or something, whatever. And when his mother was pregnant with him, a demon wolf attacked her and his father was a coward and ran and hid, which is a secret we find out later. Okay. And then warriors from the Shadow Wolf clan found them and attacked the demon wolves, but it was too late to save his mother. Okay. And so they... Because she had already been, like, scratched or attacked or whatever, that was, like, mixing with his DNA in the womb. And so they cut him from her womb in the snow and birthed him from the dead mom and was going to kill him. But then Doc showed up in his younger self and said he thought he had the antidote. And so there's this whole trade-off and is experimental, and he did it. So he... He gave the inoculation to Hunter as this newborn infant so that he wouldn't turn. So because of that, he has a part of his wolf that is, like, suppressed. <clears throat> and so his some of his clan, even though they accept him as their alpha, because he's also their alpha in a weird way, oh God, they don't, like, actually respect him as much as an alpha. Like, okay. you would normally. Like, like in other lore... Alphas have absolute power until challenged and and killed. We Not even, here. We even saw that shit in Twilight. Yeah. Oh, so, I hate this. Okay. It's not getting so better. So that. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sasha and Doc, like, they've got on their clothes. They've got burner phones. She doesn't have a car, which you wanted to talk about her car. Um, were Dodge Nitros ever cool? <laughs> Someone please. It was funny you sent me a picture of it, and I was like, "Yeah." It no. looks like it looks like someone wanted a G wagon but could only afford a Dodge. And, and someone Dodge was like, "Hell yeah, we can. We got you. We can. We can do that." It's what the Kia Soul and the Nissan Cube tried to be. It's like a dumb SUV, and it's ugly. Yeah. And why do I feel like it's orange? I don't know. It didn't specifically mention that. No, but I feel like it's orange. I'm going to just put it out there. She drives an orange Dodge Nitro, which are the lamest cars I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen smart cars. So the next part of this, we're like maybe in the third quarter of this book. So Doc and Sasha have to make this plan of what they're going to do and say when they get back to headquarters. Okay. Which is for some reason in Colorado. Which is not where that would be. Government doesn't care about Colorado. It's very strange. So they they have this plan. Doc tells her, like, listen, this is what you need to know. And she finds out that Doc didn't adopt her when she was older the way that she thinks. What happened was they had a turned wolf in the lab and they thought it was subdued. And her parents were both special ops as well. Her mom was like a seer from Louisiana or something. Yeah. And the story was that when her mom was pregnant, she was on assignment in Africa and got bitten. The real story that we then find out is that the turned wolf, which they thought they could study, Mm -hmm. turned again Mm -hmm. and killed everyone in the lab, which included her parents. 
But because her parents were outstanding specimens of wolves and had that bloodline already, they had had like this reproductive program. So they had embryos because the idea was that if they could successfully use the DNA and bind it to human DNA, they could create super soul. Essentially what they're trying to prevent, right? Yeah. And so Doc escaped after everyone else is slaughtered and somehow saved the embryos. And from the embryo came Sasha. And so he had to like beg to be her guardian because she was an experiment. And that's why... She doesn't have a story of being turned like everyone else. Like, because she was born. It's because she was born that way, which is why her DNA is different. Because she is a silver shadow wolf. The fuck is, is this convoluted bullshit? Thing. So, okay. So, they get back, they convince the general to let Sasha go on special assignment, and she names Hunter as her contact. Okay? Okay. Okay. So they make this plan. There's supposed to be this huge storm coming. And the only way for this to work is for them to go out through the storm to figure out where everyone is. Meantime, her two guys who are still alive that were in the Middle East are picked up by shadow wolves because there's like a network of shadow wolves. So they bring them back across the like weird continental bridge, natural bridge, up through Russia, across... The, like, North Pole. Whatever, right? Like, Alaska-ish. Yeah, so they're bringing them back that way. Whatever. So that's, like, a weird side story. So they're, they're alive. We don't have to worry about them. They'll live. They're fine in the end. They don't turn. It's whatever. So Sasha and Hunter are supposed to meet at a gym because it has a lot of shadows. And obviously, if you're a shadow wolf, you should be concealed, right? In the gym. Yeah, because she's going. they're going to ditch everything and go figure out what's going on because they're like, why does this keep happening? In the meantime, one of the higher-ups who works within the realm of this experiment for the United States is found dead in his home with his face ripped off. The fuck? Okay. Rod's dead, though, right? Because she killed him. Yes, he doesn't come back. Because he came back the first time. He's full of silver. Silver bullets. It's fine. He's done so. Okay. It just gets worse. So, they so travel. bad. It's already so bad. They travel to where they're supposed to be, and Hunter's there working out in the gym, being a normal appearing person, even though he's, like, massive and obviously not normal. And he's supposed to meet some contacts, because they're trying to find out who could be trying to trade and capture and all this stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. So then these two guys come out that are supposed to be his contacts that he's known for a long time. And essentially what's happened is it's like steroids and crack. And what they've been doing is shooting up with demon wolf blood to get a high. But to get down from that high safely, you need shadow wolf blood. So they tell him, we have someone in your clan who's willingly giving us their blood. And we're going to start marketing this. Do you want in? And then there's a big fight scene. And then a vampire finds them and is like really cryptic. Why do I feel like this is taking place in a planet fitness? I don't know. It's really weird. Um, okay. So then they, they travel to that his, like Just hear that lunk, lunk alarm going off the whole time. <laughs> right, though? So they travel. This is the other part. They travel by wind to his 
lands in the territory in Denver, or not Denver, like Colorado, right? And it's like crazy. And they go to like one of his friends' houses in his clan, and obviously he's shooting the females up with the demon blood. Okay. In exchange for their clean blood before that happens. And they're all getting weird and like orgy like, which is not normal for werewolf lore. But on the trip on these trips of traveling, we also learn about something called demon doors. You read about those, right? No. Okay. So the amulet I'm gonna stop you for a moment. <laughs> I wish y'all could see my face right now. She looks horrified. Cat like, can see it. Pensive. But, like, in a really awful way. My <laughs> cat can see it. I can feel it. My cat is even staring at me. He's like, what's wrong with my mom? He's like, what's going on? Um, I'm horrified. I'm confused. Right. Yes. <laughs> that is the correct emotion to be feeling. <laughs> so much happening. Okay, but demon doors. Yes, okay. Okay. So demon doors are where the demon wolves, like, kind of reside until they come out because they want human flesh. And so what happens is they leave their realm and drag people back to eat them. Or and that's how people disappear. The amulet is supposed to warn in either wolf or human form when you are too close to a demon door. That's when the shadows are too cold. Because if you're not careful and you're going too fast, you can fall through a demon door into the demon realm. Oh my god. This happens. And Sasha falls into the demon door when they're chasing the guys away from the gym. <clears throat> and knowing that she doesn't know what to do, Hunter follows her. The description of what is in the demon door is disgusting. It is putrid, rotting parts of bodies, partially eaten bodies, and so soft that she's able to reach in and pull someone's femur out to use as a weapon against the demon wolves. So there was that scene that I so happily read by myself at night. Okay. I'm so glad I haven't had dinner yet. Because that's disgusting. Yeah. So then they're like fighting the demons and whatever. And they're demons and they get back out. And Okay. All that stuff, right? Where am I? <laughs> You're in my apartment. No, but like there's just so much detail. But that doesn't line up. Okay. So... They get back to where they're supposed to be. They get back to the government and they're like, listen, the vampires want to help us because if we inoculate the masses, vampires have no food source. They're against this. How did you guys lose the blood? Because there's blood in the vials in the lab. So that meant that the demon, or not demon, the shadow wolves that wanted the money and wanted the demon blood snuck in in the shadows and stole out of the lab the vials because they're undetectable. They're untraceable. Wouldn't everything just need to be, like, ultralight? Like, hospital bright? So Right. But they also have, they employ seers in this special unit. What, no one could see that? Like, what is that? Okay. So then she goes back to her government staff and she convinces them, I need a budget. I have contacts. I need to do this. And they say, please do this. And then that's kind of the end of the book. That was the most 
anticlimactic ending ever. I know. I got to the end of the book and I was super upset because it's like, there's like a weird sex scene. I noticed. The sex is weird. Well, I'm assuming it would um, be. They made out in a diner. The like hurting the other people's. Oh, and then it kind of hints at that she might hook up with Shogun because she keeps throughout the book being like, don't label this, don't label this, I can't be your Luna or whatever. And he's like, well, you marked me, though. And she's like, well, I don't want to get married. And he's like, listen, <laughs> that's not what this is. And it's just like, also, the other thing, you know, so like vampires and werewolves have like accelerated healing. Yeah. So they have accelerated healing. However... Their bodies don't perfectly heal themselves. They have to make sure everything is knitted together or else it just grows together in a lump. So if they pay attention, so like there's a part where she has like a gash in her side and he has to carefully make sure it all knits together correctly. Otherwise she gets a keloid. She It keloids and it's painful and it scars horribly. And so because they want to make sure she hasn't turned, part of her being allowed in and out of that building is that she has to strip and show proof that she hasn't been attacked by a demon wolf on assignment. Okay. Um, before we get into <clears throat> all my problems with this, um, and there are many, I'm putting this in the um, same box. As the as flowers the, in the attic? As No, flowers in oh. the attic got thrown in the trash. This is going to go into the free little library, the same place where all of the other L.A. Banks books got put. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to set it on that shelf, and I'm going to drive away and pretend like I never saw it. Um, so it was a lot. It was very um, underwhelming for the amount of information thrown at you. Mm-hmm. A lot of things were unclear. Like, there's a scene where we think the grandfather, who's the shaman, is, like, going to kill himself because he's old. He's, like, centuries old. And so he, like, walks into the storm. But then he's not dead. And he decides to gift Sasha his dead um, daughter's amulet. What? And that's the amulet that she has because other people in their clan don't approve of her. And he wanted to show that he was okay with it. And so that was like his gesture. It's it's just a lot. That's too much. It was a lot. Okay, first off, let's start off with a weird (sighs) werewolf lore. Because it's not what we know as So I can accept like overall werewolf things. The moon makes it harder to control your shifting. Or stronger, or in some cases, depending on the lore, more sexual. Yeah. Um I understand the like Alpha Luna beta all that stuff yeah and i understand like challenging an alpha and all that right i got that part shadow wolf i don't lost understand me. i thought maybe they were just called like their clan was the shadow wolf like yeah because you can have like, a this clan. also refers to like a federation of supernatural beings yeah but that's not what that meant no and i was like because okay because in other books that i'm reading or online books that i read like there are your galaxy books yeah Okay, I found one that's actually really good. I love them so much. But there's one that I hate and I can't read anymore. But they have, like, different clan names because they live in different territories, which makes sense. That's not what this is. We had that enslaved to sensation. Right, and that makes sense. This does not make sense. Nothing about this makes sense. I'm listening to you. I'm so glad I stopped at 122 pages. I want to... 
there's so much that's just happened that I'm looking at you going, huh? And they don't even touch on things like lichens because lichens would be stronger than wolves and be able to hunt down the demon wolves way easier than like these vampires and shit. So like, oh my God, that reminds me. I was reading an online story where they didn't clarify that the main character was Lycan. They said she worked with Lycans. Okay. And then she found that she had a werewolf mate and they marked her and she was really mad because she didn't want to be a wolf. I was like, bitch, you're a Lycan. It works the other way. They become Lycans because you... What the fuck? So I don't know what that author is thinking, but they were wrong. Okay. So, and like, you can take, (laughs) you can have your free will and your liberties with all the fun lore. But if you're going to do something like werewolves or vampires, don't make them sparkle in the fucking sun. Centuries of, centuries worth of folklore about both of those things. There are just certain things that are accepted and some that are not. Like, I'm not mad that there's a clan of shadow wolves, that they have slightly different DNA. I'm not mad about that. I'm mad that it doesn't make sense the way they interact with literally anything around them. Doesn't make any sense. They're not, like, incorporated into the normal, like, not normal, but, like, the the modern world. No. And they're not, I mean, this this speaks, I told you, this speaks a lot to more, like, conspiracy theories than anything else. Especially because of the government stuff and because of the, like, special ops thing. And I get it. But, like, it. Okay. Also, this cover is awful. I don't even have my book anymore. I threw it across the room. Well, this is it. It's... She's in, like, weird leather pants. Why do they always have to have leather pants on? I don't know. It's so bad. Those aren't so, good. So, there's that. Then, like, we have that whole thing where she's got super hearing because she's a werewolf, but she couldn't hear the track- the trackers humming in her clothing. It was, And it was, like, the explanation seemed to be... That she had just never thought to th- to listen for that? Because she's always had it there? I, that doesn't make sense. I don't then know. Then there was oh, the fact... did you get to the story... I'm sorry. Did you get to the story about when she went to private school? No. Okay, so she was in public school and she was, like, really difficult because she had all this... She had anger issues as what the school thought. It was because she has a, a repressed oh. wolf. Yeah. Okay. So they put her in private school... And a bunch of mean girls drugged her and left her under the bleachers to be raped. What the fuck? But because she's a wolf, the the date rape drug didn't work the same on her. And so she was aware enough to, and like still like conscious enough to beat the shit out of the guy who was going to rape her without murdering him though because she was weak. What is that background? Why? That's not necessary. It's really disturbing, and it doesn't further our character. Or the story in any way. Anyways, there's that little bit. Okay. Oh, my God. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So the other thing that really irritated me was that she'll believe that vampires are real. She'll believe that werewolves are real. But any other species, like goblins and fairies and shit? See, in the, like, Shogun dude, he does refer to the fae. Yeah. But, like, really briefly, and about how, like, they don't like to be involved in certain things and whatever. And she was just like, they don't exist. And I'm like, but you're a werewolf talking to another werewolf, and you just spoke to a vampire, but the fae aren't real? That's too far. That's fucking stupid. Um, let's see. Um, let's talk about the blatant racism, because I've said it a couple times. Yeah, that was, I think, 
what you were most upset about when we talked about what you had read previously this week. Yeah. Okay, go for it. So, for me, as a white woman, you would, you know, you have those people, like my coworker, who is incredibly racist just out loud, always. Uh I was raised as a white girl in a predominantly Hispanic town. You don't say racist things. You I inherently I I have a really hard time with people who talk about a person based on their race as if that is the one thing that defines them as a person. And it's something like I deal with this a lot because I work with 13 year olds that when I read the sentence about like the black boy or the Mexican woman, that's not being racist. That's, that's cleaning a, out that's their a, nationality. Right. And I'm, it's such a hard thing to say because how you describe someone, the connotative meaning behind the words you choose is what makes it difficult. And in this book, it's the description of the features of the characters. She describes Hunter as having a hooked nose chestnut-colored skin, and long, slick, like, sleek black hair. Mm-hmm. And then put, obviously, Native American. And that description was so frustrating and disgusting to read. There are a lot of other things that signify specific tribes. And I don't know what tribe she was going for, but, like, my ancestry is Apache, and Apache is signified by high cheekbones. Yeah. Which is not a derogatory thing, but is still, in some ways, a little bit racist because it's associated with certain things. Yeah. And so she chose oh, what, you would, what you would choose to avoid in a description and amplify it. And it was, it, it was gross. It was gross. And then we had Rod who was very clearly of Irish or Scottish descent. And we were told that by the fact that he has flaming red hair and bright green eyes. And and that was like his only identifier. That was the, and some of this, they kept saying that that was supposed to be her mate. Ew. And he was like making advances toward her. He was disgusting. He was real creepy. There was just so much about race that came out in a way that felt wrong. Right. And wrong, not in a way that you could say, okay, well, it was wrong because this is the way they describe the character because the character themselves is racist. It's the narrator. The narrator of the story chose racist terms to describe a person. And when we talk about Hunter and his very Native American features that she describes, she's also like leaning really hard into the stereotype of an, what you would stereotype a Native like American person. Like what you see in a Wild West movie. Yeah, he wears a deerskin coat. He's a shaman. He's, you know, he tells her to howl on the wind so that he can hear her. It's interesting because uh, while a lot of these things that are stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason, like, those things exist, but they don't exist as amplified or as, like, smashed together. No. As a lot of people tend to make them. And that's, like, one of the things that we always talk about when we feel like we're concerned is, like, the actual person behind the writing. And, I mean, we don't know very much about her. I mean, U of Penn uh, Business School, Fine Arts from Temple. Um, She she wrote uh, Romance, Women's Fiction, Crime, Suspense, and then 
she's, all this vampire stuff. She's done it all. She was married twice. I do know that. But she doesn't, like, there's nothing that ties her to any of the nationalities that she describes. And I always feel like that's a really dangerous thing if you're not going to do your research. We've read some beautifully researched things like Alicia Rye. Beverly sure Jenkins? To like, They make sure that they've done the homework. Yeah. And I don't feel that this author did the homework. No. I, I think that she knew some stuff. It fit the storyline. And she went with it. And it fit the ideal of the clash of opposites that yeah. she wanted. And so she went with it. Because there are people who will read this and be like, that makes sense. That makes sense. Especially the conspiracy portions. Oh. But um, it's just a lot. There was, th- just from your description, I'm glad I did. Like I said, I'm glad I didn't finish it. And it was a lot. So I'm it- sorry for everyone that's listening because that is a very long synopsis but it was also like necessary yeah because there so part of the problem was while this book was hard to read and in some ways kind of boring it also had so many little scenes that were action filled Mm -hmm. that you had to read them or else you missed like a chunk of something yeah and it was like what what like the whole time like i read the scene of them making out in the diner and I had to go back because somehow she healed a wound of his and was like, how the fuck did he get the wound? I don't know. They were eating <laughs> They were eating steak and then they were making out. Which, first and foremost, I don't want to make oh, out with anybody with steak okay. in their mouth. That was, okay. So he ordered his steak rare. As course, rare as possible. As rare as possible. And she was like, that's kind of gross. And something happened and he cut himself with the knife and she drank his blood, which is also a sign of their mated bond because now they share blood. I don't even have words. I know, I know. <laughs> I don't even have words. Okay. Um, Kat said this was going to be a short episode. Kat, I want you to know that we're at 45 minutes. Uh, it's mostly explanation. And that's fine. Um, and it sucks because they're, like, aside from the controversial parts and the like difficult to follow plot it's there's not a lot that's going to redeem this book for me because even our main character is kind of boring it was boring it, I have, it was boring it was racist there was i couldn't get and through when it you tell me that it's gonna be good and bad wolves fighting each other and i'm stuff, in i'm like oh cool so like when i read this like the back part you know yeah because well, we picked all these based off of like online descriptions I was like, oh, okay, okay. We can we can do this. A yeah. little bit of military background. Let's a go. lot of like hot and heavy sex stuff. Yeah. Um, first of all, the sex stuff was weird. Not that like I can get over all the weird like shadow dancing and whatever. But like I've read fan fiction, I can get I over it too. But I, it It wasn't well written. The like the line of thought that went into writing was just like Anything show goes. that he's strong and show that she's horny. Ew. Was kind of the line of That's thought. That's gross. But it was true. Ugh. All right. Um, I'm not rating this book. I'm not. I can't. I didn't finish it. So, Kat, what do you rate it? Oh, God. You can go as low as a two, like a point two five, Like a quarter star What did if you I want. rate? Flowers in the Attic. We didn't because it was bad romance. Oh, because that's not fair when it's bad romance. That's right. 
I'm going to say like a 0.5. Wow. Okay. Which feels a little bit generous. It does. But I'm going to say that because the basis for this book is something that's interesting. You keep showing me the cover and it because doesn't get any better. Cover. It's <laughs> it weird. Get any better. The basis for this book is something that's interesting and something that would be appealing to like multiple kinds of people that are into vampire or yeah. werewolf stories. However, the end result was is not what's there. dragging it down point by point. Yeah. Just because it does not live up to an expectation that I feel we may have set very high. After reading our Nalini Singh book. Yeah, because that was a great book. Because it was fantastic, and it was blended really well, and it was kind of sci-fi fantasy feel. Yeah. And this could have been, but this is more... But it didn't. I don't know what this was. Like, I don't know. Ugh. We're going to stop talking about Bad Blood because it was a bad book. Um, We're going to talk about our next month's books yeah we're moving on we're moving forward and hopefully it gets better upward and onward um so november we decided to do something that we've never done before and instead of when we chose our theme instead of choosing a genre we chose a publishing house um when you go to walmart huge massive so when you go to walmart or the bookstore and you go to the romance section and they have all those little serialized tiny harlequin romance novels little pocket pocket harlequins we decided to choose harlequin romances that come from the publishing house and um because it's spooky season happy halloween by the way this comes out on halloween we're recording the night before because slackers and shit AKA me. Um, But we decided we were going to start reading some Harlequins. And I decided that I wanted to read a Harlequin intrigue, which is their um, like suspense, I guess Uh you would say. And I chose Tangled Threat by Heather Graham. And Heather Graham is known for her suspense, but also for her slightly paranormal. So this is still going to be just a little bit paranormal. Okay. There's like ghosts in the bayou. I don't know. Obviously. Let's fucking go for it. Um, So join us next time as we discuss Tangled Threat by Heather Graham. And until then, remember that bad bitches read romance, (laughs) just not bad romance like this last book. Bye. Bye.